You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast, your one-stop guide to the stars, self-discovery, understanding the people around you, and a logical explanation for all your other weird life experiences. Get all your questions answered right here. I'm your host, Whitney Levesque. Thank you for tuning in to the Space Witch Podcast. As previously stated, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque. Welcome to episode number two. So I haven't fully decided what I want to talk about today. I have a few things I want to discuss. Um, Mainly, I guess what I want to talk about today is like astrology culture, if that makes sense. Um, sorry if I sound quieter than usual. Uh, it's like 11 in the morning and I'm still pretty tired. Uh, I've been sitting here working on a blog post and drinking some cold coffee out of my, my Virgo mug and hanging out with my cat Sigurd, the stone count. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why we call him the stone count. It's just kind of a nickname. Um, (laughs) anyway, yeah, so I guess today is going to be more of just like a me talking about random stuff episode. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I will throw in some stuff so people can actually like, you know, learn. But I think I'm just gonna chat for a little bit about, you know, some stuff I've been seeing about astrology in the news and, uh, you know, just like the general culture around astrology. Um, So yeah, let's get into it. Um, So I was... I'm working on some other astrology-related projects that I don't want to go into too much detail about um, just yet. But for right now, um, yeah, I I, for right now, yeah, I just had to do some, I had to do some research. Uh, So I came across this article from the Atlantic that was titled "The New Age of Astrology in a Stressful, Data-Driven Era." Many young people find comfort and insight in the zodiac even if they don't exactly believe in it. Um, that's the name of the article. The When I found it on Google, it said, like, why are millennials so obsessed with mis- uh, with uh, astrology? So I figured I would kind of talk about that today because, honestly, this article made me laugh a little bit. Um, I'm sure, like, maybe there is some truth to some of these, but um, basically the key things I got from this article is, like, you know, oh, millennials are just so stressed out and uncertain about the future that, you know, astrology just kind of makes them feel better. They talk about astrology and millennials like we use it as a coping mechanism, which, you know, I guess in a way maybe we do. Uh, you know, it is astrology does give a lot of people comfort, uh, whether you're, whether you're a millennial or a non-millennial. You know, then there's another quote saying like, oh, we take astrology very seriously, but we also don't necessarily believe in believe in it. It's just the way we look at the world. Um, so basically it's just, I don't know, this whole article just made me laugh because it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, millennials just love astrology because we're so stressed out, which again, like, yes, there is some truth to that. Um, what's funny is I feel like I can kind of debunk this article just using astrology. So my first thoughts when I read this is, you know, a lot of millennials, uh, you know, they either have Pluto and Scorpio or Pluto and Sagittarius. So... I mean, maybe there's another generational planet that might influence us. Maybe someone has a different opinion out there, uh, which is fine. Um, But I just thought it was funny. So Pluto is basically a planet that's all about 
um, uncovering secrets, debunking the taboo. It's, you know, finding truth. Uh, alternatively, like in your chart, Pluto is a lot about um, getting rid of things that don't serve you anymore, getting rid of obsessions, addictions, um, because Pluto is all about obsession and addiction. It's a very intense planet. Um, so a lot of times when we are dealing with Pluto in astrology, we're working to get rid of things we don't really necessarily need or things that don't serve us. A lot of the times, you know, it's just, you know, weeding out all the bullshit to get to the truth or the core of a situation. Um, and that's what I think, you know, Pluto is really about. Well, that and transformation. Uh, Pluto, you know, is ruled by like, you know, um, what are the... Gosh, I'm blanking out on it. <laughs> uh, one of the things that, you know, Pluto is associated with is um, the the phoenix, which, you know, if you know anything about like mythology and stuff, you know, the phoenix, it it burns and rises from the ashes. And um, that's a huge thing that Pluto is all about is transformation. So, you know, it's, it's a lot about, you know, weeding out the stuff we don't need and transformation um, because, you know, you can't really transform if you're not weeding out the stuff that doesn't, you know, serve you anymore. So anyways, getting back to what I was saying, <laughs> uh, a lot of people, you know, that are millennials, you know, they either had Pluto and Scorpio or Pluto and Sagittarius. So when you have Pluto and Scorpio, that's, you know, Scorpio is in its home there because Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Scorpio is already a very like no bullshit sign and no nonsense. And, you know, again, it's, it's all about seeking truth and, you know, getting rid of the taboo. Like, a lot of, like, for example, like, a lot of Scorpios you meet are very skeptical because, you know, they don't believe everything they hear usually. Um, they always want to, you know, get to the bottom of things and, you know, uncover the truth. And I think a lot of people with Pluto and Scorpio, um, I feel like there is this general appeal um, where they might be interested in occultism of some sort because they want to know the truth. And I think, I mean, I think that's true for anyone who has interest in, you know, astrology or tarot cards or, you know, the occult is, you know, searching for truth because, you know, I think everyone has this desire to get a better, deeper understanding of, you know, this thing called life. Um, and we look to it for guidance when things don't really make sense. Um, so I really just think that people with Pluto and Scorpio, you know, one reason they might be interested in astrology is because, you know, they want to get to the bottom of things. They want to know why things are the way they are. Um, and I think that's a lot of the, the appeal um, as to why, uh, you know, mul some millennials are interested in that. Um, you know, I thought talking about astrology would be so easy until I actually started talking about it. And now I'm like running out of breath and all this other stuff. Um <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so I think that's another reason, you know, that's just one of the reasons why millennials do tend to seek out astrology more so than maybe other generations. And so, and even some, you know, people in Gen X might even have Pluto and Scorpio too, I think. Um, I should probably look that up, but uh, I'm not going to right now. But <laughs> anyways, um, so yeah, that's, all. you know, Pluto and Scorpio is a lot of people, um, you know, most millennials. I don't think Pluto went into Sagittarius until the later end of, until the later end of, uh, you know, when like the cutoff is for millennials. It might even be some uh, Gen Gen Z people even that also have this. But um, so like I'm I'm one of those people. I was born in '96, so I have Pluto in, in uh, Sagittarius. Um, 
And I think when you get, so, you know, like I said before, Pluto is a very, you know, weeding out the bullshit to find the truth kind of a sign and, you know, getting to the core and the bottom of things. Uh, When you have Sagittarius in that planet, Sagittarius is like, you know, the guru or the philosopher or the teacher of the Zodiac. Um, So having Sagittarius there, you know, Sagittarius is also a very um, truth seeking sign. Uh, You know, like a lot of people who are Sagittarius is who are, sorry, a lot of people who are Sagittarius might be very um, brutally honest. And so I think people with Pluto and Sagittarius, you know, we really want honesty. And, you know, that combined with Sagittarius being a very philosophical sign, um, I think we're much more inclined towards astrology because of that, because you have the combination of those two things coming together. Um, It's interesting because where I feel like Pluto and Scorpio seek truth, uh, Sagittarius also seeks truth, but I think deeper than that, uh, Sagittarius also seeks meaning. Um, so I think, you know, on top of like, you know, things being so crazy and chaotic and millennials being stressed out and uncertain about their future, I think we also think a lot about, you know, what is the deeper meaning of life and what is going to give us more purpose and value and what things are going to be more fulfilling. And I think because of that, that's why we turn to things like astrology and why we're so interested in astrology, because it it gives us a deeper um, inner sense of meaning and fulfillment out of life, especially when things look so bleak. Um, you know, it's good. It's I don't know. It's reassuring to have to know certain things. Um, and I don't know. I think that's largely why millennials are so into astrology. Another thing I wanted to discuss on top of that is because millennials are so into astrology and they kind of touched on this in the article as well, is that, you know, oh, millennials, they love their memes, <laughs> which I, I get it. I love I love memes as next, you know, as much as the next millennial, <laughs> you know, like uh, I, I totally get it. Um, and memes are great. Memes are, you know, they're funny. They're a great way to share an idea or to share information, even though like, you know, memes are they're supposed to be like a joke. Yeah, so I think the main thing is just, um, oh, right. (laughs) I'm so like ADD sometimes. Uh, So yeah, I think the other thing that kind of, maybe this is just me. I don't know if any other astrologers out there feel like this, um, but memes are great. Uh, What kind of gets me though is I feel like as far as astrology memes go, I think they can be very misleading um, and untrue to like astrology. Uh, I used, I get it too. I used to really love astrology memes there are some good ones out there that are actually funny um for people who actually understand astrology but there's a lot of um there's a lot of zodiac memes out there that are just very i feel like they just add weight to the idea that astrology is vague and because of that astrology is fake like i saw one earlier that was like airy never tell an aries um, you can't do that because they'll just reply, watch me. And like, you know, people will just slap on very vague and general statements, you know, to these memes. And then people see them and they're like, oh, wow, that's so me. I love to prove people wrong. And they just take on this idea. And I feel like that's not what astrology is at all. And I don't think it's very true to the, uh, what's the word? Um, It's not very true to the integrity of astrology, um, and I think it, it just gives people more reason to say that, oh, astrology is too vague, Astro- astrology is too fake, um, because people like to make these memes with these vague statements out there. 
and you know if someone doesn't know about astrology it's very easy for them to be like oh that's so me or to be like no that's not me um and i don't know it kind of it kind of makes me mad i've also seen like a lot of like astrology memes on facebook that are extremely like untrue or fake and again i don't mean to be like that person to get all I don't want to be the person who's like, uh, I just hate all these poser astrologers out here because astrology does have that element of fun where it is open to interpretation while also having kind of like, not strict, but kind of strict um, guidelines. Like there are still rules and structure to astrology. The fun thing about it is, you know, you can interpret it, interpret a lot of it however you want, um, which, you know, it may not always be right or true to the situation that you're dealing with. But I do think that is largely part of the fun of astrology. And I think when people, you know, make these vague generalized statements, it's, you know, taking away a lot of that, Um, which, you know, I'm not going to tell people what they can and can't do. Do whatever you want. But from an astrological standpoint or, uh, you know, an astrologer standpoint, um, I don't know. It's just one of the few things that kind of irks me and I I felt like I should talk about it. Um, You know, maybe I'm not alone. Maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe a lot of people don't resonate with that. Um, you know, if you do or you don't shoot me an email, I'd love to, I'd love to chat about it for sure. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of something that's been on my mind lately. So I figured I'd kind of let it all out here. Also, I just want to kind of backtrack a little bit before I move on to the next segment on the show. Uh, going back to what I was saying about Pluto being about transformation, um, and why millennials are so obsessed with, with astrology, um, so yeah, Pluto is about transformation and I think having Pluto and Sagittarius or even Scorpio, that's going to be all about changing the way people think and perceive things. So when we had, you know, Pluto and Scorpio, people were all about, you know, changing the taboo, uh, changing how we view things that are taboo. And having Pluto and Sagittarius is also about changing things that are taboo, um, but it's changing the way we look at certain things like astrology and you know mysticism and things of that nature which is one of the the great things about Pluto is you know it's in just all the generational planets because those things are changing the way we look and think about things and I think it's a very important part of astrology to know and understand. It's also interesting too to see the differences in the you know two different Pluto generations. Um, You know people who are born with Pluto and Scorpio uh during the time they were born, when Pluto was in Scorpio, they were dealing with a lot of things like, you know, sexually transmitted diseases and, um, you know, how to combat combat stuff like that. Um, on top of that, people with Pluto and Scorpio, I think they were the generation that kind of started to normalize this idea of people sleeping around and not getting too caught up in, not getting t- uh, too caught up in very close intimate relationships because of the fear of getting hurt uh that was a very large theme sort of surrounding that and we started to see it on tv and stuff um and then you have you know the pluto in sagittarius generation where you know we kind of grew up with the rise of like things like al-qaeda and we saw you know religious dogma and because of that people with pluto and sagittarius tend to be I think we're, you know, a lot less dogmatic and more open to different ideas and concepts, which is another reason why so many of us are probably interested in things like astrology. Um, You know, this this generation really likes to study and learn and understand new ideas and philosophies and concepts. And we're just we're taking all of that in um, and really embracing it. 
And also, oh, another thing I read about this week, this is not really uh, astrology related, but I can make it astrology related. Um, someone posted a thing. So you know how like there's all those, uh, there's a lot of articles and stuff out right now that are like, yeah, you know, things millennials are killing and, you know, like, you know, they say like millennials aren't buying houses because we're buying too much avocados and crazy stuff like that. Um, fun fact, I have a house that I bought and I still eat avocados. Um, and I'm a, and I'm a millennial. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, getting off track. So yeah, um, so some good news. There are some things out there that millennials aren't killing. One of those things that millennials aren't killing is divorce rates. Um, apparently more millennials are interested in getting married and staying together, which is great. And I think a lot of that is because of going back to what I was saying about the Pluto in Scorpio generation. Um, I think because a lot of people were, you know, afraid of relationships and getting hurt, um, mainly because, you know, a lot of people born in that generation saw their parents get divorced and saw the impact of that and how hurtful it was. And so thankfully, because of that, more millennials are, you know, wanting to get married and have these partnerships and stay with people for, you know, longer periods of time. And um, yeah, I don't know. I was really happy to see that because, you know, it's like finally a win for for millennials. (laughs) Um, But I mean, honestly, I think all generations are going to talk shit about each other and pick on each other um regardless of anything but you know it, it it's nice to see a win for millennials <laughs> so yeah that was my rant about pluto and astro ast- astrology community culture things that uh kind of kind of irk me um so yeah that was my rant um I'm gonna pick up this next segment by kind of continuing off where I left off um in my last episode where I discussed uh the sun sign um in the second segment I'm going to jump to the next planet after that and talk about uh your moon sign and what that is your moon sign is basically how you handle your emotions um where think it's kind of like where your sun sign is your conscious side of you your uh your moon sign's kind of like your subconscious side in a way it's kind of that thing that's just boiling beneath the surface it's kind of the things that you the part of you that you don't let out easily um it's also where you find your emotional fulfillment and wellness and what things make you happy or um i kind of think of it this way the so the sun not the sun uh, the moon has a lot to do with the mother and maternal instincts. Um, so your moon sign is a very nurturing thing. It's kind of your security blanket. It's what you think you need when you're upset or happy or trying to find out what's going to make you happy. Um, it is, you know, it's your feelings. It's how you handle your emotions. It's how you viewed your mother um, growing up. Uh, Alyssa Sharp on YouTube actually has a really great video discussing, you know, your moon sign and your mother, um, that I really enjoyed. So, uh, yeah, look her up. She's great. Um, so yeah, your moon sign is just, it's, it's how your feelings are expressed. Um, for example, my moon sign is in Capricorn. Uh, it's a common thing where they say that people with moon and Capricorn, uh, have very, very boring 
dry monotonous voices that are really hard to listen to which I was actually a little bit nervous about doing this podcast because of that because I I get worried that oh like maybe I have that that boring Capricorn moon voice um which hopefully hopefully I don't um but yeah so for example like I'm a Capricorn moon and you know I I'm a very sensitive emotional person I don't always show it um because you know Capricorn is a very it's an earth sign so Capricorn's not not very emotional like they kind of hold strong and keep calm under pressure and um you know stay focused on their goals um so like I have like a lot of emotions but I kind of I kind of bury them a little bit with my moon and Capricorn um on top of that you know I have my moon and Capricorn and Capricorn's all about hard work and setting new goals and reaching those goals So, you know, it's funny because I always say, you know, I'm not happy unless I have some project or something to work on. I love to see progress. And when I'm not seeing progress, when I'm when I feel as though I'm making an effort towards something, I get very frustrated. Um, And so that's kind of, you know, work is kind of where I find my emotional fulfillment. Um, And, you know, as far as, you know, how I perceive my mother, um, it was funny after I first watched that video about Alyssa Sharp saying, uh, you know, that your moon signs, how you perceive your mother, because I I thought about that after and I was like, ah, I don't see it. My mom's so not like a Capricorn. Um, my mom's a cancer, by the way, for anyone who's wondering. And I thought about it later and I, I thought about how a Capricorn's all about hard work. And growing up, my mom was always on me to get a job from the time I was like 10 or 11. Um, you know, she was always telling me like, I need to work harder and try harder and do better. She was constantly pushing me to work more. Um, which I think because of that, it kind of attribute goes along with like my uh, Capricorn moon traits of, you know, being kind of a workaholic and being very engrossed in my work because I'm always trying to work harder and, you know, do better. And I, you know, I never feel like I'm doing enough. Even when I'm doing everything I possibly can, I still don't feel like I'm doing enough and I need to work harder or try harder or do more. Um, another example. So my fiance, Blake, he he has his moon in Taurus. Um, people with moon in Taurus, you know, they really love soft things and food, like especially good food and like really flavorful food. Um, you know, they find a lot of comfort in listening to music and, you know, they just, re- they're people that really like to be just comfortable. Um, they don't really like to be uncomfortable. <laughs> um, they do like, you know, putting in work, but I will say, I don't think they always like doing physical labor. Um, and they're really good with their money. <laughs> I've noticed even though they do like to, you know, maybe splurge here and there on things that they like, um, people with, you know, moon and Taurus or actually people with a moon in any earth sign, um, really like to just have a lot of financial security, um, because without it, they get really uncomfortable. Um, so yeah. And, you know, um, you know, it's funny too. I, I wasn't, I always say like, oh, I'm not going to go through all the signs, but I'm kind of thinking maybe I should go through all the signs and do, you know, explain them just the elements so you can get like a general overview without me talking for hours and hours about all the signs. Um, so yeah, I kind of just went over the earth signs so if you have a moon in, in an earth sign, which is Capricorn, Taurus, or um, Virgo. Wow, that's my sun sign and I forgot that one. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, if you have an earth sign moon, like you really like financial security, you really like to be comfortable, you, you're a hard worker, um, because really all three, I, I will say all three of the earth signs are very driven and hardworking in their own way. Um, so yeah, so if you're an earth sign, like you just really like stability and security, and those are the things that make you happy and give you the emotional fulfillment that you want and need. Um, moving on from that, I'll talk about people who have their moon in a water sign. Um, so the water signs are Scorpio, Pisces, and Cancer. If your moon sign is in either of those signs, you have, you're, you're a water moon person. Um, I will say that the water, the water signs tend to be a lot more temperamental, um, because water is very sensitive. Um, if you're a water sign, you're very sensitive. You tend to take on the emotions of people around you. You can be really empathetic. Um, because you're so emotional, this can be detrimental sometimes because sometimes it, it can be unhealthy the way you handle and express your feelings. Um, you can, you know, you might even feel psychic in a sense because because of the fact that the water signs are so sensitive, you're very in touch with your intuition. And so you kind of pick up on, you know, when things aren't right or when things are going right. And you know when someone's sad or upset. Um, because of this, you can also be, a, you know, a very nurturing person um, because of the fact that, you know, you know when someone's upset, you know how to take care of someone when they're feeling down. Um, personal example of someone with a water moon sign, my sister is a Scorpio moon and I've, you know, I've met a lot of other people with Scorpio moons as well, and they are so intense with their emotions. Um, you know, they, they can be really sweet, and I've noticed they tend to either really love stuff and they're all giddy about it, or they hate something, and they just, that's it. It's very black and white. They hate it. Um, and, you know, it's funny. My sister is probably one of the the most, like, <sighs> she's very feisty. Um, she, she won't walk away from a fight. Um... <laughs> She's definitely not someone you you want to fight with. Um, she's kind of badass, but yeah, it's people with Scorpio moons. Like you, you don't want to pick a fight with them. They will end your existence, basically. Um, they're the kind of people that will like tear you to shreds if you mess with them. Um, you know, like they 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 don't like to back down, basically. Um, which is sometimes a good thing. Sometimes it's not so good. Um, the next one I want to talk about is the fire signs. When you have your moon sign in a fire sign, which the fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Um, people with a fire moon, they're going to be more ego driven. The things that are going to make them happy or the things that are going to be, you know, fulfilling to them or things that will make them feel good is going to be related to um, how they present themselves and what people think about themselves. Um, they're also probably a little bit more social and they like to go out and have fun because, you know, having friends and stuff tends to reinforce someone's ego. Those are the kind of things that they're going to gravitate towards. Um, that or it could be their work or their status. Um, having a good high status um, are the things that are going to, you know, make them look and feel good. Um, and they probably really like compliments. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and I'd say that's pretty much the the fire moons. They're also very blunt and direct with people, and they're not afraid to kind of like go there um, if they feel it's necessary. Um, the next element I'm going to talk about, and the last one is the air signs. Um, so if you have your moon in an air sign, the air signs are Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini. 
Um, these moons are very, they're very quick witted. They're very intellectual. They like to learn. Um, they're very good with words and communication. Um, I think they tend to, they're like logical too. Um, the earth signs are very logical. And I think the way they handle and process their emotions is through logic. So it almost seems as if they don't have emotions, which um, they do have emotions. They just kind of handle them differently. Um, they might really like to talk about their emotions with people that they're comfortable with, or maybe they just don't. I think they tend to like over rationalize or overanalyze their their feelings to the point where they're just, you know, they're like, okay, well, that's not, it's not logical for me to feel this way. So I'm going to pretend like it's not happening. Um, you know, or they just kind of bury them. Um, it's funny, air, people with air moons are still kind of a, a mystery to me. I haven't known enough of them to really fully understand them. Um, but that's, that's kind of what I imagine they're like, um, which if, you know, like I said earlier, if you disagree or you have better input, like shoot me an email. <laughs> I'm always looking for people to talk about astrology with. Um, hence why I'm doing this podcast by myself, by the way, um, because I don't have like enough friends that like want a podcast and also like, you know, talk about astrology. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, th- those are your elements of all the, the moons. Um, and all those things are going to vary, you know, depending on the sign, because while they are all connected through similar elements. You know, every sign has their own individual traits and placements. Um, I guess this week's blog post is going to be all about, you know, how, what, what, what traits are associated with the signs and, you know, when they're, when they're, you know, in your moon. (laughs) I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. Um, so like last week I posted about the traits of the sun signs. So basically this week I'm going to post about all the traits of the zodiac signs expressed through the moon and the moon signs um so yeah i'll I'll link that in the show notes keep an eye out for it um and yeah that's that's your moon sign and uh yeah i think i think that covers just about everything i wanted to talk about in this episode um lastly if you like the way i sound uh check out um michael dean's website creamyradioaudio.com i will link it in the description um because he helped me get you know kind of not helped well yeah he helped a little bit he gave me the the resources to set up this podcast so um huge shout out to michael dean from the freedom fiends podcast um if you would like to expand your mind more past this podcast go check them out they're pretty cool um so yeah uh that is pretty much everything I am going to say in this podcast. Um, Yeah, so I guess I'm going to sign off of here and maybe go take a nap or do something else before I have to go to my other job later. Um, So yeah, thank you for listening and I'll catch you next time on the Space Witch Podcast. (laughs) 